this morning was special. There were two other VIPers on with me for the morning conversation. One of them is sharing how he has a tough decision to make and just didn't know what to do. The next thing I know, the other VIPer, an international one, starts speaking truth over his life. I get a word from God. Like, I'm going, what? This is odd. This is what I hoped everything a VIP membership would be. And then God's like, hey, stop thinking about that. I got a word I want you to share with him. So now I'm sharing the word I get. Before we knew what was even going on, we were all agreeing to spend the next three days together praying and fasting over this decision. I'm telling you right now, friends, this is not just a VIP group. Like the vip this morning said, it really is a family. So check it out, smalleyinstitute.com. God for Steve. So this is a guy, he's an addictions and trauma specialist, and he's been helping me and I was having a session just the other day. And, you know, I like to try to think, you know, before our sessions, I'll, I get out my little note app and I'll type out questions and things. And this particular day had a pretty desperate question. And I typed out before the session began. And then when it started, he's like, so how are you doing? I go, actually, I have kind of a big question. And what I typed was, why, why, when a particular button gets pushed? So when I start, you know, Steve, when I start feeling invalidated or I'm not feeling understood, that is such, like, why of all the buttons do those cause me to just really lose it? And I have a hard time maintaining my integrity and how I react to my wife. Why, why is it those? Well, his answer, once again, Steve, I'm getting tired of this, was really good. Sadly, it's, it's the same kind of answer and questions I've asked clients for over two decades now. But it's always harder to see it in your own life. And today, as we continue on this journey on be an Esther and win back your husband. Today is about understanding why. Why do I keep reacting so terribly? Why, why do I feel so confused? You know, like, why is my husband shut down? Why does he want to divorce me? Why, why, why? You're feeling bewildered. You're feeling dazed and confused. And Esther and all the people at her time we're feeling these exact same emotions. When it's chaotic, when it's hectic, buttons get pushed. And if we don't understand what they are and why we're allowing them to be pushed and then how we're reacting to them, man, the city's going to fall. The marriage is going to fall. It all just gets more miserable. So when we look at Esther and, and you're wanting to be an Esther because Esther had some really good traits and one of those traits that you're going to have to take on if you're trying to win back your husband that Esther had is a trust in God. I know that sounds like, uh, no doy, but I really mean it in Esther 315. 
The king and Haman sat back and had a drink while the city of Susa reeled from the news. Okay, so remember, Esther's whole thing comes about because Haman wants all the Jews, every one of them, man, woman, and child, slaughtered. So she's trying to do her part to save her people. You can read in Esther 3, 13 through 14, massacre, kill, and eliminate all the Jews, youngsters and old men. This is a flyer, a pamphlet that was being you know, put up around the entire city. Women and babies. On a single day, the 13th day of the 12th month, the month of Adar, and to plunder their goods. So I don't just want you to kill them. I want you to kill them and take everything that they have. Copies of the bulletin were being posted in each province, publicly available to all peoples to get them ready for that day. And I know, you know, the entire city of Susa was bewildered, and it's sobering, right? I mean, you hear that, and you read that, and you're like, what in the world? Nothing felt right about the orders. They felt unfair, unsafe. It was confusing. Like, what? Why? Why is this happening? Do you ever feel that way in your marriage? Do you ever just feel bewildered, dazed, and confused? Like, what on earth? What? I don't understand. We were having dinner. Now we hate each other, <laughs> right? We went to go pick up the kid. Now we're going to kill each other. We This happens. That happens. Things seem to just explode out of nowhere. You don't have to be confused anymore because we actually know there's been incredible research. We've done our own research on why do we get upset. But first, you've got to remember, and John Piper says it best, there are no limits to God's rule. He is never helpless, never frustrated, never at a loss. So no matter how chaotic your relationship might feel, God is not intimidated. What's your job? Trust God. That's your job. Be open to discovering, okay, what is going on? Try to get some enlightenment. Try to get some understanding. But even ultimately, I don't need understanding or enlightenment in order to be okay. I get your panic. You can't allow that panic to turn into that primal panic, right, where you're flooded and you're not trusting God, and so now you're going to do and say things you shouldn't be doing or saying and that are only going to push your husband further away. So what, we're, what we've discovered, and it's kind of crazy. You know, we have, a, we have an eight-question assessment that predicts divorce 93% accurately. So there's not a lot of confusion on what breaks down a relationship. And so you don't need to be bewildered anymore about the current state of your marriage. The reason your husband is shut down, the reason you're shut down, the reason he's angry, the reason you're angry is because you keep getting into this miserable cycle that we call the conflict dance where buttons get pushed and then you react badly. You react in an unkind manner when those buttons get pushed, which now pushes a button in your husband, and now he's feeling controlled. He's feeling condemned. He's feeling ridiculed or judged or like a failure, right? So now his buttons are getting pushed, 
And now if he also reacts poorly, then that completes the cycle and you spiral out of control. And so this conflict dance is universal. It's everywhere you go. I started off this session on, you know, I had a question for Steve, like, why? You know, like, I get the dance. I get the buttons. I knew I'm getting upset with Amy because I'm feeling invalidated. Where I started getting confusion was, why is it that? And, and why, when other buttons get pushed, I can do pretty good. But, woo, if, if, if I start feeling invalidated, watch out. It's hard for me. And it was the other day. It was actually, I think, the day before my counseling session, which is always perfect. So I had some fresh fata for Steve. But uh, and, and I'm trying to even think, honestly, I'm not trying to hide anything. I'm trying to think of what it was even over. But we got, you know, I got engaged and we started getting into that conflict dance over texting, right? So I think she said something. And it wasn't even bad. That's what's sad. Many times our spouse is not intending to upset us. But, hey, they say something. They do something. It pushes a button. You could also say you get triggered. And I think it was dealing with a, 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 a mutual friend, something. But I started to feel a little bit controlled, like, this relationship is being managed. And so I kind of said, hey, I'm just going to ask. You know, this kind of feels controlling. And and then the response to me felt invalidating. And it was like, go time. Hey, I don't like that. You know, I'm trying to get and I'm not feeling validated. And then I kind of feel like the invalidation gets doubled down on. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Why? And I surely I'm not the only one, right? who gets engaged in these stupid text messaging battles. You're like, oh, I got a good one. Oh, and it just started to spiral out of there. And it was the most I felt triggered in a long time, which maybe you can relate to because it's kind of like, it wasn't that big. I mean, it was a big deal because of when buttons get pushed, that's a big deal. Clearly, there's a deep wound that it's being tapped into. It's a huge expectation, which is what I'll talk about here in a second. But I eventually, I knew, okay, this is, I'm definitely flooded. This is definitely going in a negative direction, just on my part alone. And so I actually stopped texting because I was texting one out. And I went, yeah, that's just, there's no way for this not to be received negatively. And it's going to sound too blunt and harsh. And even though I was feeling flooded, I was like, okay, I don't want to come across crazy or totally irate. So I started doing like voice <laughs> voice memos on an iPhone. You know, I'm like, look, I'm I am upset. I'm feeling flooded. I, you know, I love you, but I'm gonna need to, I need to disengage with this. And 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 so eventually I just knew I gotta put my phone down because I had gotten so triggered, I was out. So I put it down, I kind of storm semi-storm out of my office, and I'm walking down the hallway. And I mean, I'm mad. I'm really flooded. It's like, and she is so, and I go to the bathroom as I'm coming back, I'm still angry. And about three quarters of the way back to my office down this long hallway, it was like the Holy Spirit goes, well, 
I bet right about now you wish you didn't spend nine months drunk during that whole process of reconciling. And I want to be careful here, right? Amy's behavior and reactions are her responsibility. The Lord is never going to give me an excuse for bad reactions because maybe Amy had bad reactions. We don't, we don't get excuses. So that was not the Lord heaping condemnation or shame on me. I know exactly what it meant. It meant that if your spouse does something that isn't good, that is sinful, that is wrong, and I react equally badly, I react poorly to being treated poorly, I got nothing. There's no ground to stand on. So when the Holy Spirit was like, yeah, I bet right about now you wish you hadn't spent nine months drunk, what he was telling me is, man, that's why I... I that's why it matters that you take care of business on your end. My expectation, the Lord's expectation with me is how I react, not what the other person is or is not doing. And it's like, because when you don't, you don't have a leg to stand on. It's like, hey, that's really unfair. Well, you were drunk for now, and that's not anything that she did. I'm just saying it's like we give the other person excuses to shut down, to misbehave. And it's harder for them. We set them up to fail, um, to fail taking responsibility for their own actions. Because now we're behaving so poorly, they can like latch on and be like, ooh, oh, you don't like what I just did? Well, I don't like what you were doing. And it just, it doesn't help. And so if you're trying to be an Esther and you're trying to win back, the heart of your husband, and you're trying to reconcile your relationship, you've got to start taking control of how you react when your buttons get pushed. Because it's always about the button. It's never about the circumstances. And so in that meeting with Steve, you know, I'm like, why is it? And so, you know, hopefully this will help you. But Steve just kind of thought, okay, yeah, let's talk about that. So uh, what's your goal? Right, Because when we get angry, we're angry because we have an outcome we want. There's a goal we're trying to achieve. We're trying to achieve that goal by getting angry with someone. So Steve's like, what's your goal, man? I thought, ah, why did I not ask myself that yesterday? And I thought, well, I think, you know, unless this is wrong, I want to get validated. Uh, my goal is to feel validated and understood. He went, okay, so... Um, if that's your goal, how are you trying to get that met? And I was like, uh, Nadoy, I need, and this was error, big error on my part. Well, I mean, if I'm going to feel validated, then I need Amy to step up and validate me. So I guess I'm trying to get it from Amy, which seems reasonable, right? Like our spouse should be able to love us well or validate us. And so he was like, okay, all right, well, um, how's that going, <laughs> right? It's like, that working out real well? And I was like, no. And we all have stuff, right? If Amy's need is for me to, to have consistency, uh, I'm not going to be a great dude at meeting that need for her. I'm actually going to be actively working against that need be just because of my natural hurt and 
wounds and dysfunction and my signature sins and all this stuff, I, now it's not going to go overly well. And, and so Steve's basic argument with me was, dude, you keep demanding that you can't, in essence, what I was saying is, Lord, I can't feel validated unless Amy validates me in a way that I like and that I can receive. And what Steve reminded me is, dude, have you ever considered getting your validation from a different source? Like, is there anywhere else you could be valid? And I mean, for you know, it was like, oh, come on. I think I'd literally told someone that the day before working with them. I just went, oh, Steve, I don't like you anymore. I don't like these truths that you throw at me. And here's the truth. When your buttons get pushed, you don't need your spouse to meet that, to be able to make you feel loved or make you feel validated, make you feel understood, make you feel valued. Is it nice? Obviously, that's a good thing for your spouse to do. But hey, look, there's going to be seasons and times and issues and perpetual problems where your spouse just isn't going to be able to do that for you. And we have to land back on, I'm responsible for getting my needs met. And if my spouse is not able to do it in that moment or even consistently, well, then I got to do it. I'm absolutely a source to be able to give myself validation regardless of what anyone else in my life is doing. I can give that what I need to myself, and ideally, that's coming from Christ, right? He's all I need. He keeps saying, look, I'm all you need. You don't need people, places, or things in order to be satisfied, to have joy in your life. And so Steve was like, dude, maybe you need to just get that need met yourself. I was like, uh, all right. You know, I got it. But then he said something, and I hope this is impactful for you too. He then said, you know, would you consider taking that off the table? And I was like, I don't, what do you mean take it off the table? He's like, well, I just, I mean, you're basically putting out there on the table going, you need to validate me. And he's like, what if you removed that? And you took the position of actually, I'm okay. I'm good. I'd like it, but you don't need to validate me. Then I've now immediately taken control over that emotion for myself. I've, I've started establishing control over that button, that trigger. By taking it off the table, in essence, I'm going, ah, actually, I'm free from this. I don't need you to be able to respond or react in a validating way. Again, it would be wonderful, but I'm okay without it. And it now loses its power over me. I don't, I'm not going to melt down like before. I'm not going to totally, you know, sackcloth and ashes and rip my I need to be validated. That's, that goes away because I'm already giving it to myself. I have it. And therefore it's icing on a cake that I'm already eaten, which I better not be eating cake because I'm intolerant to sugar. So nobody wants that consequence, especially me. And so we can take it off the table. And when you take it off the table, when you've identified what are those big buttons, because we get power in knowledge. 
So when we know this, this thing, when I feel invalidated, unloved, rejected, unwanted, defective, worthless, like a failure, controlled, disrespected, those are the times I know I got to be careful. And if I'm if you're trying to win back your spouse, and ladies, if you're trying to win back that husband, it's not going to do you any good to argue with him and to continue triggering him and to continue allowing his actions to trigger you out of control to where now you're reacting poorly. That's not how we're going to find harmony. That's not how we're going to win someone back because we're not behaving in a way that people are going to want to hang out with us. So we've got to identify that. There's an exercise right here in the course, be an Esther, win back your husband. And it is a really cool, it's like 11, 12 pages, but it, it takes you from step one all the way down to you being able to identify your top three or four core buttons. So you can download that, you can go through it. And I promise once you understand why you get upset, once you understand, cause you can now start trying to figure out what are the buttons I'm possibly pushing in my husband, then you can begin addressing the behavior that could be doing it. And you can make changes by identifying your buttons. You get to now take those buttons off the table, go, yeah, I would like this, but I know I can get that need met myself. And until, by the way, if this part is really irritating you, it's a problem for you. At some point you got to realize I only have control over me. Nobody has control over me. Only I do and God. So I can step, I can take that off the table. Because if you believe, no, I mean, that's absurd. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Well, you're the stupid one. You can take it off the table. And I'll tell you, just in my own life, it was like from the second Steve said, hey, have you ever considered taking that off the table? It was like, poof. I mean, the weight of this need and urge and longing to be validated just kind of started to dissipate. I mean, I'm not saying life is cured and I'm now wonderful and perfect and I'm never going to get triggered. No, obviously I will, but I'm just telling you for me, and I haven't been given an, an opportunity to test this. Have I taken it off the table yet? Which is, I'm thankful for. But I can tell you, emotionally, the burden, the weight, the weightiness of that has already started to be lifted. So consider taking it off the table. That's about all I have to say now. I don't know. I kind of felt like I was at the end there, and apparently I am. So I'm doing the most awkward closing ever. Yeah, I wanted to be the mellow